Thank you, Lord. Let's say our let's take our decree right now. You ready? Are you ready to make your decree? Yes. All right, let's make it. Today, yes. we, decree we decree Jesus, Jesus. the written word, word, is our salvation, healer, restorer. We decree the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance for all of the ALM family. We decree four corners of the earth have been purposed, planned, and expected by God with 500 families of affluence to join this church. We speak to the north to give up families of power and influence. We speak to the south to give up families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the east to give up families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the west to give up families of kingdom wealth. We speak to the ministering angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Get your word out. Get your word out. Hold it up high. Be proud of what you hold in your hand because it represents life of a living God. Amen? I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. I will make it a lamp under my feet. A light under my path. I will hide its word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen? Amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Point your finger at him and tell him they're blessed of the Lord and highly favored. Get ready. Get ready for a move of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Those that are watching the internet, thank you so much for being here, for watching. Oh, watching us. We would like you to be here. I know you're here in spirit, but we want, to, we want you to be here physically. Wherever you are, I don't care. If you live in another state, hey, Florida's got the best weather ever. It's got the best people ever. The best food ever. And the greatest church ever, Abundant Living Ministries. And we want you to be here to praise with us, to worship with us, to eat the word with us, and watch God and his anointing power flow in each and one of us. So we welcome you, those that are watching. I don't care where you're at, north, south, and east and west. We have room for you because we know there's a gift inside of you that God wants to use his creative ability to touch a, a lost generation. So we welcome you, those that are watching me. I say welcome to all you that are here. Thank you so much for being here. You know, when we, read, when we make this Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible every day, I pray that you are to this God's holy word. 
something takes place. Something happens. When you make that pledge of allegiance to the word of God, the God's holy word, something happens. Something, something begins to work in your life. See, as God's word, as you've heard me say before, and I'm going to say it again tonight, and I will continue to say it, God's word is our tree of life. Every time I open up this book, it's, tree of, it's the tree of life. Life more abundantly. When I read this word, it gives me life more abundantly, spiritually, physically, financially. When you read this word, it's, tree, it's, it's the tree of life. It's life more abundantly, spiritually, physically, financially. All it knows how to do is just bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. It knows no, nothing else but giving you life more abundantly, abundantly, prosperous. Make yourself prosperous, prosperity. This tree of life is powerful. That's why we tell you to read it every day. That's why we tell you to pray it every day. I mean, study it every day and pray it every day and speak it every day and, and look for the ability to sow it into someone's life every day. Why? Because it's life more abundantly. The pages in its word are its leaves. The truth of God's word is the fruit that we eat. God's word is, this, is, our, seed, is our seed that blesses us. It blesses us every day. It knows only one thing, blessing. How many of you read your Bibles today? Praise God. Now, if you didn't, don't beat yourself up before you lay your head to rest tonight. You'd open up that word. I'm talking to all you old, you, you old people and young people. I'm not just, I'm just, I'm talking all ages. Young people up there too. Parents, if your children don't know how to read, God looks to you to read it for them. Don't let your child go to sleep without putting a scripture in that child's heart. Did you hear what I said? Heart. I didn't say mine. I said heart. Because if you put the scripture in the, in the child's heart, it'll grow. Your mind will forget, but your heart will never forget. You put that, that scripture in your heart. When I read this tree of life, when I read that word and I open up those leaves and I begin to eat the seed that's, that's, all, add, add, that's coming out of the tree, I'm, I'm feeding my heart. I'm feeding my heart. You're feeding your heart. And it's going to bring blessing. It's going to bring blessing. Why? Because we all know America and the world has a heart problem. And we of the church cannot have a heart problem. We got to have a life problem. We're into, we're into seeing people live. Amen. The tree of life has a, has a 2020 vision, has 2020 vision. The tree of life has 2020 vision, as you can see. To see people saved, healed, restored, and transformed to kingdom status. That is the 2020. That's what it sees. It, it's not blurry. No, it, it's, there, it, it's not blurry. No, no, no. It's there, no, it sees 2020. It sees people saved. This tree of life, this, this word that I hold in my hand, this tree of life, it sees people saved, healed, restored, and transformed. It is, it, its vision is never blurry. It never needs correction. It sees perfect. And it sees souls. It sees the purpose, plan, and expectation of God established. In people's lives, salvation, healing, restoration. And, and go to Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9, we see Jesus, the seed of the Father. If you will, the tree of life. 
Because we know the word became what? Flesh. So in Matthew chapter 9, we see the tree of life that became flesh in the form of Jesus. It says, and Jesus went about all the city and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I love that. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Another, I love this right here because I can, I, 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 I can, when I read this in Matthew chapter 9, I understand Matthew chapter 28 and Mark 16. When, when I see my Savior, when I see the King of Kings, when I see the tree of life, when I see Jesus doing what he tells us to do, you see him in all the cities. You see him in the cities. You see him in the villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of every kingdom. But as he's preaching the gospel of, of the kingdom, you, you see the, the results of preaching the gospel, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But it doesn't stop there. But when he saw the multitudes, remember, the tree of life has, a, has 20-20 vision. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. He was moved when he saw them. When he saw, when he saw the people, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Now, now, as you are already there, look at chapter 10. Because he doesn't, he's, he's, he's preaching in the cities, he's in the villages, he's in all the synagogues, and he's preaching the kingdom, he's preaching the, he's preaching the, the gospel of the kingdom. He's teaching a message that the kingdom is only is not just for a certain amount of people, but it's for all humanity. Amen. See, they weren't used to that because all they knew is that they were the only ones that had a covenant with God. But here comes Jesus preaching a different message, and he says, it's the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's not just for the, the Jews. It's for the kingdom of God. And he saw the multitudes. He saw the people running around. People out of resources. He had compassion on them. Because they had no shepherd. They had no guidance. They had no, they had no one to watch over them. They had no one to pour into them. They had no one to teach them properly the way God Wanted them to know how to live life more abundantly. And he, and, he, and he told the disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray there, the Lord of the harvest. Now we know the Lord of the harvest is the Holy Spirit. That he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, we are the laborers. How many of you claim that you're saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. Come on. If you saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, raise your hand. Or how about this? You holy, righteous, and sanctified. Okay. 
That means we are the laborers. I didn't see nobody up there in the balcony. Did you raise your hands up in the balcony? I love it. That's the first time I ever said that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just planted a seed. Hallelujah. I just planted a seed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So if we're saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, and we're living a holy, righteous life, we are laborers. We are the laborers for the kingdom. You are the laborers of the kingdom. You have been gifted by God with talents, with gifts. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you the creative power to be like Jesus. How do I know that? Because in Matthew chapter 10, let's go there, verse 1. I'm going to read 1 through 20. It says, and when he called unto him the 12 disciples, he gave them power. I love that, man. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all matter of diseases. He gave them power. He gave them power. The tree of life. Jesus gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. Now, the names of the 12 apostles were, are these. The first, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip, and Bartholomew. Thomas, and Matthew, the publican. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labius, whose surname was me. Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas. Yeah, even Judas Iscariot had power. Can you believe that? Even Judas. Wow. We all know who Judas was. The name, nobody names her child. But Jesus gave him power over what? Unclean, against unclean spirits. To cast them out, to heal all matter of sickness and all matter of disease. Judas Iscariot. These 12, these 12 Jesus sent forth. He even says who also betrayed him. So if you forgot about that part, he even threw that in there. Just to remind you. Gifts and callings are without repentance. I don't care how ugly a person is. Man, I'm telling you. I have been, like I said, I've been reading some crazy things with some, with a great men of God back in the day, and they did some crazy things. The gifts and callings are without repentance. Boy, when they walked in there, the anointing of God would fall on them, and I'm telling you, devils were cast out, people blind, eyes were open, ears were open, mouths, deaf, dumb mouths begin to speak, lame begin to walk, and they were drunk as a skunk. Gifts and callings are without repentance. Didn't say it was right. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The same message that Jesus had. The same message that John the Baptist had. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead. I love that. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, and raise the dead. Cast out devils freely. 
freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purse, nor scrip for your journey. Neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves of the workman is worthy of its meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye, ye shall enter, inquire who it, 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 who it is worthy, and thereby till you go thence. And when ye come into a house, salute it. In other words, pay respect to it. And if thou house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whatsoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. For verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up in the council, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak. For This is powerful right here. Let me say that again, verse 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall, give, shall be given you in that same hour what ye speak. But it is not ye that speaks, but the Spirit, verse 20, uh, of your Father which speaketh in you. We see here, we see in, 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 verse, in, in chapter 9, he says the Lord is true, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that ye send forth the laborers into the harvest. In other words, Jesus was giving a depiction of what the tree of life was all about. We know God created the tree of life. We know that. And the sole purpose and what the tree of life sees is the kingdom. It sees all humanity with the Father, the Creator. And he realized, Jesus, God realized he needed laborers. And Jesus told him, Jesus told the disciples, I am sending you out as the laborers. Now, we serve a God that changes not. We serve a Savior that sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for who? The church. Why does he intercede? So we can be, all of us can be what God's called us to be. We are his representative. We are his laborer, we, we, the church. I'm the church, say it. We are his laborers. And we have to have eyes like the tree of life. We have to have eyes like our Savior. So when we go out, we got to have the same eyesight as Jesus does. When we leave this place, this church tonight, we got to have eyes like the Savior. Regardless if you're driving at home, it doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. we got to see the way Jesus sees. The same power that dwelled in those disciples dwells in us today. That same power that he gave them in, in Matthew chapter 10 dwells in us today. It changes not. Why? Because that power, according to Matthew chapter 28, comes from who? Jesus. All power, he said, in Matthew 10, it comes from me. And if it comes from me, I am going to give you my power. 
To do what? To be like me on this earth. What do you mean? To go to every city, to go to every village, to go to every synagogue, to go to and preach what? The good news. Us, the church. All of us has a ministry. If you, how many of you raise your hand again and you save, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost? Balcony? Choir? The band? All of us who raised our hand and claimed that we're saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost has a ministry for the kingdom of God. Your harvest field is outside these doors. Your harvest field is in the north. Your harvest field is in the south. Your harvest field's in the east. And your harvest field is in the west. Your harvest field are people that live next to you for God knows how long. Your harvest field is when every time you wake up in the morning and you go to work. You young people, those are still in the school. Yes, your harvest field, whether it's elementary, middle, or high, or college, or university. It doesn't matter. It's the harvest field. And we are God's representation on this earth. We are his what? We taught this in 2014. Disciples. Discipleship. Something's telling me I may go back to it. Because we are God's disciples on this earth. We are his representation. And the people are running wild. They're running, they're, they're, they, they have no shepherd, as you can see right now. It's just getting, it's, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. Why? Because the church has forgotten its role. And we, through God's grace, he's reminding us, hey, I have given you the tree of life. I've given you the tree of life. It'll bless you spiritually, it'll bless you physically, and it'll bless you financially. It will take care of you. You have nothing to worry about. Why? Because he, Jesus told them, he says, when I send you out, don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about script. Don't worry about clothes. Don't worry about shoes. Don't worry about where you're going to live. Don't worry about where you're going to stay. And if they receive you, you bless them, you salute them. But if they don't, you just shake the dust off your feet and you keep moving on. In other words, you don't fight with people. Jesus never fought with anybody. When they yelled at him, when they screamed at him as he was being tried, he kept his mouth shut. He did more in keeping his mouth shut than he did open. Because we don't understand silence, the power of silence. Because God, we, we learned this Sunday, faith stands with his mouth shut. God makes all the noise. God makes all the noise. He makes all the noise. We just stand with our mouths shut. We stand in faith with our mouths shut. God's going to do the job. God, God, let me tell you something. God don't need help. He, he's loud. I could just see it when, the, when it was the first day of creation. Let there be light. Man, boom. I could just see the, I mean, light just came out of nowhere. I mean, it was loud. The world would call it, in their version, the Big Bang. Oh, yeah, there was a Big Bang. After God said it. Let there be light, let there be this, let there be that. 
Now, I'm not saying God doesn't, don't, let me clarify that. Because if you just <clears throat> woke up from a hard day work, I did not say God created the Big Bang. I didn't say that. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is that we are his disciples. We are his laborers here on this earth. And he gave us power. He gave all of us power in this room. Every one of us has power. The same power that dwelled in those disciples. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Those disciples weren't even born again yet. Acts chapter 2, Pentecost, hadn't even showed up. Jesus hadn't even died yet. He didn't go to the cross yet. He, had, he, 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 he didn't even spend three days. He wasn't even resurrected yet. He gave them power. He gave, because if they were saved, Judas Iscariot would have never betrayed him. So what does that tell you? He gave normal individual. He gave fishermen, tax collector, and money-hungry individual, because we all know Judas was a money-hungry individual. He loves silver. He'll betray you in a heartbeat. He gave them power. I want you to, th I want, I want you to think about that. He gave them power. Because I don't want anybody in this room or those who are going to think they're not worthy. Because of whatever. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. Those individuals, were they worthy? No way they weren't worthy. They weren't worthy of all. Anything. But look who Jesus used. He used Peter. We all know the issues Peter had. Every one of them had issues. They were... They were they, they all thought they were going to die in the boat because of, because of the, what they were being tossed to and fro. They, they were very fearful individuals. Peter was a loud mouth. Thomas was a doubter. So they all had their issues. But even in the midst of all that, he still gave them. So don't think, oh, uh, I, I, God can't use me. No, 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 no. God can use you if you just say yes. Let God worry about you. If you can just stop worrying about you. I just gave somebody revelation and miracle right there. Stop worrying about you. Stop worrying about you. Let God handle that. Because you can't fix it. You can't fix nothing. Only God, the tree of life, can fix you. And all God wants you to do is just let him fix you. So you can be what he's called you to be. And he's giving you all the power you need. But he doesn't just stop there. He not only gives you power, but he's giving you his ability. He's giving you his ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to operate as the church. You got to realize something. When you walk out of here, you are ALM. You're Abundant Living Ministries. When you walk out of here, I'm not just Abundant Living Ministries. Everyone in this room that is in, under this roof, you are ALM. And those that are watching the internet, you want to be ALM? Come on. We want you to be ALM. Abundant living ministries. Abundant means more than enough. Living, in other words, a constant flow. There's no stopping. It's living. For something living, it's got to constantly flow. It can't stop. Because if it stops, it gets stagnant. Life can't live in something. Like living. We're constantly living in the abundance of God. That's our ministry. 
Our ministry is to let people know God loves them so much. You can't count. You can't measure how much God loves you. Same goes with his goodness. Even though we don't deserve it, he is still good to his people. Why? Because he has a covenant through Jesus Christ to even if we didn't measure up today and what he wanted us to do, he still loves you unconditionally. And he's still good to you. He's still not a one of those individuals measured up. And even after the day of Pentecost, they were still arguing amongst themselves. Paul and Peter, man, they're just going at it. What are we going to do? We got too many people getting saved. We're going to have enough people get out there. Do we pick this person? Do we do pick that, that person? Do, who do we pick? God knew all this, but in the midst of all that, God is doing something miraculous. And he has not changed. Now, this revival that we are believing God for, it's going to be bigger than anything that you've ever seen. So don't, don't try to measure it by what you have read in Acts chapter 2. Don't try to measure it in what you have heard in Azusa Street back in the 1900s. Don't try to measure it to those of, in, in that happened in, was it North Carolina or, I mean, in, up, up there up in, the, in, the, in the Northeast. Don't try to measure it in Toronto's revival. Don't try to rem- measure it in Brown's revival. No, this is, this, this is going to be far greater. Why? Because it's promised here in the word. It's going to be far greater. And it's not going to be able to be quenched by man. Man ain't going to be able to put it out. Ain't going to be able to put this revival out. Because I truly believe the revival that, that because I believe it's here right now, is just we are not right. In other words, we're not there yet. Just like those men and women were not there yet. Because those disciples were not there yet till Acts chapter 2, to the day of Pentecost. And they had to go through a, 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 a consecration, if you will, a separation, a sanctification that they did not have in Matthew chapter 10. Now, when they all come out, now if you go to, go to Luke chapter 10, he sent 70 out and they all came back rejoicing because everything he told them that what was going to happen, happened. And they came back, every one of them came back with a good report. That man, demons were cast out. Sickness was, was, they were delivered. I mean, people were healed. All the things that he said happened. But they were not ready for, for what was really to come. That was exciting, but what was really to come was the day of Pentecost. But as they did, so do we have to do? We have to prepare ourselves. You have to prepare yourself. Why? Because we are his laborers on this earth. We have to be ready in season and out of season. You can't wait till, till after it comes today. You just go, no, no. You got to get ready now. We have to prepare ourselves now. That's why we're decreeing from the north. Why? We have to be ready for them. You have to be ready for them. Why? Because these people are... Sheep without a shepherd. How many, let me ask you this. How many of you have Facebook? Raise your hand. 
How many of you have Instagram? Raise your hand. How many of you have Twitter? Raise your hand. How many of you have more than 10 followers that follow you? Raise your hand. Outside of your family. Because I know a lot of you have big families. Raise your hand if you got more than 10 followers. Raise your hand if you got more than 30 followers. Right? You got over 35. How old are you? We'll talk to your mama later. How many of you have more than 50 followers? I'm being, I, I'm doing something. I'm asking you. How many of you have over 50 followers that follow you, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? How many of you have over 100? Okay. The reason why I'm asking that is that you've got a lot of sheep to, to, to shepherd. From the north, 500 families. From the south, 500 families. From the east, 500 families. From the west, 500 families are coming. Sheep without a shepherd. What do I mean by that? Discipleship. Because they're not going to be sitting here on the pew. They're going to be sitting right next to you. They're going to be sitting on the left of you, the right of you, in front of you, and back of you. They're going to be sitting in the balcony. They need somebody to help them how to live this abundant living ministry way of living spiritually, physically, financially. See, Facebook and all these things, they're great, but they're not, they're, they're, the sole purpose was it was a God idea, but because it was, because it was, because a God idea was taken and, 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 and distorted by the devil, it's become nothing but gossip. We gossip, we take pictures of ourselves. Or, or we're, we're, we're talking and, and we're not really, you know, when it should be used for the kingdom of God. Should be, decide why. Because one stroke of a key, one stroke of a of message, you can hit worldwide. Especially if you hashtag something. You hashtag a certain word, that word. I mean, I hashtag a certain word the other day and I had some person on Twitter from another on the other side of the world, messaged me and said, this was awesome. And it was in their language. And I, I'm like, I can read that. And then she put in parentheses what it was. Because <laughs> I'm like, what kind of writing is that? Because I put a biblical truth and they, I hashtagged something and they saw it. And all of us have all these followers, but you got to realize something. That is sheep without a shepherd. You got, we got a lot of shepherding to do. Now, what do we do, the shepherd? Shepherd has to bring him into to the corral. What do I mean by that? You got to bring him into the church. See, the church is the corral. You got to bring him in because you can't leave him alone. You can't let him wander anywhere. Why? Because they'll be out there and that's where the wolves are. You got to bring them together. We got to bring them into, we got to corral them together and we got to bring them into the church so they can, we can all be together and learn together. So not only are you learning, but they're learning. And when after they, when y'all both leave, you, they're still going to be sitting there. Some of them are going to be sitting there like some of you sometimes. When you hear something, you're like, I didn't get that. Because all of us hear differently. All of us obtain differently. All of us get something different out of a message. 
And we have to understand this. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because Jesus was showing them, say, hey, I'm going to send you out. You're going to do these great and mighty things, but on the, uh, on, the, on the other end, you're going to be judged. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be tried. You're going to be put in front of people that don't like you. Don't worry about it. Because the Holy Spirit is going to put the words in your mouth. Same goes with the people that are going to come from the north, the south, and the east, and west. Because they're sheep without a shepherd, they're not going to understand a lot of what is being taught. First of all, they, someone who does not know how to be shepherd doesn't know how to live righteous. They don't know how to live holy. They don't understand sanctification. This, and when, you, when it's being taught, or it's been, and it's been taught, they're going to hear a foreign word. It's like, what is holiness? What do you mean I can't sleep with whoever I want to sleep with? Or what do you mean I can't do drugs anymore? Because it kills you. Whether you're saved or unsaved, it kills you. But they're going to hear these things, and this is where we as disciples have to understand what this word is all about, understand what the tree of life is all about, and, and, and because we've embraced the tree of life, the Holy Spirit is going to pour into us and in how to minister to those sheep that sit next to you. Now, how many people's ready for that? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So what do we do in the meantime? We fall on our knees every day and we cry out to, for the Lord and say, Lord, show me, equip me, empower me to be ready. And we, and, we, and we go to his word and we read his word and we study his word and we pray his word. And what are we doing? We are building ourselves up so when they do come in, we are prepared. So those men and women, you, you, you see in, in, in Matthew chapter 10 and Luke chapter 10, it's almost the same way. Now you can understand in Acts chapter 4, when Peter and John were taken in by the, by, the, by the Pharisees and they were thrown in jail and they were because they, 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 they saw a miraculous miracle in the lame man at the temple. And all the people were uprising. They were, they were, they were like, man, this is exciting. And the Pharisees, and the, and the Pharisees they, they brought them in and they, and they, they yelled at them and screamed at them. And it's like, oh, we know you've been, you, you've been with Jesus. And you can't talk like that. Now you understand what Jesus was saying in, 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 in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 19 and 20, how Peter was able to speak to them. It wasn't Peter speaking. It was the Holy Spirit speaking through them. You can understand in Acts chapter 2 where you saw Peter speaking in the midst of all the people because after the move of God, there was individuals out there that thought they were all drunk. And Peter, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, began to preach and begin to break it down. This was what was promised in the prophet of Joel. And he began to break it down. And in the latter part of Acts chapter 2, you see, what must we do? Then you see Peter again. 
You must be born again. You see how you follow it? See how Jesus was telling them to, hey, I'm sending you out. I'm sending you out. Fear not, Abundant Living Ministries. Because the same Jesus that sent those disciples under his power is, is ready to send you out under his power. But he doesn't leave you with just his power. We have the Holy Spirit. We have that ability to go out and speak life more abundantly to the north, the south, and the east and west. How many of you are ready for that? I know I am. I'm ready. Do I have all the answers? No. I don't have all the answers. And it's not, listen to me, it's not my job to know all the answers. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He's the Lord of the harvest. I'm just a vessel just like you. I'm just a mouthpiece just like you to speak what comes in my mouth. What comes in my heart, what comes out of my mouth comes from the Holy Spirit. Are we really ready to do this? Because this is what it's going to take. This is what the tree of life sees every day. It sees souls. It sees the healings. It sees the restoration. It sees the transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what it sees. And that tree of life is given each and one of us that life. To be his example on this earth. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Holy Spirit, fill this church now. Holy Spirit, fill this church with God's creative ability. Fill this church with God's creative ability to use their gifts and talents. To use their gifts and talents. Holy Spirit, give them eyes to see as Jesus did in Matthew chapter 9. Give them eyes to see 2020. Give them eyes to see the people that need Jesus, that need the salvation, his salvation, his healing, his restoration, that need to be transformed to kingdom status. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. And give us a heart ready to go. Give us a heart of compassion the way Jesus had in Matthew chapter 9. He was moved with compassion. I thank you, God, from this day forward, Abundant Living Ministries, the people of ALM, whether they're in this room or watching the internet, or even those that are, that are hungry for the kingdom of God. Give them a compassionate heart, Lord. Give them a heart of compassion for the lost. Regardless of color or culture, it doesn't matter to God because all heaven was created for red, yellow, black, and white for all of God's humanity. Give us a heart of compassion, Lord. For God, you said in 1 Peter, love covers the multitude of sin. Your love covers the multitude of sin. And I thank you, God, that we will walk in that love and as this church, Abundant Living Ministries, walks in that love, 
it will penetrate the lives of whomever comes across each and one of our paths. Holy Spirit, as you put the words in those disciples' mouths, I thank you right now, you will put the words in our mouth to be a witness, to be a testimony that God is a God of love, that God is a good God, and God wants all to have his very best. Put the words in our mouth. Let the creativity come forth in each and one of us. Whether it's physically in front of someone or if it's on a computer, a phone, a tablet, however. Give us the creativity. Give us the words, Lord, that will touch someone across the, the other side of the world, Lord. But God also give us the, create, the, the creativity to physically and go out. Give us the boldness to stand up for truth, to stand up for holiness, to stand up for righteousness, to stand up for sanctification. Give us the, the boldness in Jesus' name. Everybody say this. No fear. No fear of sickness, disease, affliction, or devils. No fear. I have the power. I have the ability to see people saved, healed, restored, and transformed to kingdom status. I will. Be a disciple of the kingdom. I will obey God's word in Jesus' name. Amen. It's that simple. As Jesus and his disciples, as your shepherd, I send you out to be Abundant Living Ministries disciples. I send you out to the north to the south, to the east, and to the west. You have God's power. You have the power. You have the power of the tree of life. You have the ability of the Lord of the harvest. Fear not, because the same power that is on those disciples dwells in you. To go to the villages, to go to the cities, the villages, the synagogues, the neighborhoods, your jobs, your businesses, the mall, the gas station, the restaurant, to preach the good news. And as you preach the good news, signs and wonders will follow in Jesus' name. And I expect good report to come back. Disciples brought the good report. I expect to see the good report from every one of you. Amen? Amen? Father, I just love you and I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this word tonight. And I challenge our people to walk like Jesus walked, to be the church that God's called us to be. And I thank you, God, for every, for every good report that's going to come forth. As we walk according to our faith in God, we thank you, God. Nothing can stand in our way because we have the power 
We have the ability to be what God's called us to be in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Those that are watching the internet, I look forward to the good reports that are going to come forth because you too have that power. You too have that ability of the Holy Spirit to be his church to the north, the south, and the east and west. You are God's disciple. You are that laborer. Go forth. Be that example. Be that example of Christ and watch God work on your behalf. If you, We want to know. We want to know what comes of it. Let us know. Let us know so we can rejoice with you. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you ready to bless the Lord tonight? Are you ready? Do you have your tithe? Do you have offering? Do you have seed? We got to put something in God's hands tonight. We got to put something in God's hands tonight. I know we got the communion. I haven't forgot. But I want you to, as communion's coming, I want you to recognize the seed that's coming. The tide's coming out. I want you to hold your seed as you get ready to take communion. Why? Because we recognize what the seed is all about because we're getting ready to take the seed, which is Jesus, through communion, but then we're getting ready to sow seed. Seed is the answer to everything. Seed's the answer to everything. God gave us his seed. It lives inside of us. It grows continually inside of us. It produces fruit so we can distribute it. And in that fruit is a multitude of seed. Each seed is a harvest field for the kingdom of God. Out of one seed, look what it produced. Out of this seed, look what it's going to produce. Harvest fields. Are we ready? I'm, hold your seed in your hand. I want you to hold this seed and we're getting ready to take the communion. Because the reason why I'm telling you to do this, there's a method. I know a lot of people are like, what are you doing? There's a method to what I'm doing. Because that seed right there, the communion seed, is going to protect this seed.
Now, the elements that we hold our hand represent comes from the tree of life. The bread represents the body of Christ. The bread had to be broken so we can be physically be made whole. That means 2020 vision. 2020 vision. And we take this bread by faith, decreeing our eyes are going to see, are going to recognize the seed in our hand so we can identify the harvest. The body had to be broken so we can have 20-20 vision to recognize the seed, to be able to identify the harvest. So we take this bread by faith, decreeing we have 20-20 vision in Jesus' name. Let's take the bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, we're going to see. We're going to be able to recognize the seed. We're going to recognize it from the north, the south, and the east, and west. So we can identify it. The cup represents the blood of Christ. The blood had to be shed. Why? Because your eyes were dirty. The blood washes us, gives us clarity. See, sin blurs your vision. The blood washes you. Washes your eyes out so you have clarity. So, Father, we take this cup by faith. We have clarity. In Jesus' name, we are no longer bound by sin. We are no longer bound by the dirtiness of sin. We are redeemed, and we have clarity now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 2020 vision. 2020 vision. Clarity. We see clear. Now, take your seed. Now, you can recognize your seed. And because you recognize your seed, you're going to be able to identify the harvest when that harvest comes in from the north, the south, and the east, and west. Hold it up. Your tithe, your offering, your seed. Put something in God's hands. Put something in God's hands tonight. You young people, put something in God's hands.
Father, we stand corporately together in one accord. We recognize this seed, and because we recognize this seed, we'll be able to identify the harvest. We'll be able to identify those 500 families from the north, the south, and the east and west. Those 500 families of affluent. We thank you for them. Because we sow seed, Lord. We're going to see revival. We're going to see revival in the land. We're going to see revival in America. We're going to see revival in the world. We're going to see revival in the church here at Abundant Living Ministries. We're going to see revival in each and one of us. We're going to see it spiritually. We're going to see it physically. We're going to see it financially, Lord. And we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's receive.